First off, how did this get started? Where did this idea come from? Because this is spectacular. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Murfreesboro. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Coming up, I'm going to introduce you to Friday, the pet therapy dog bringing smiles and joy to not only patients at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford, but to families and the staff there at the hospital. After that, I will introduce you to the honoree of this year's Wine Around the Square event happening on Saturday from 6 to 9. Wine Around the Square is a 100% fundraising event for Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Power of Pink Fund. The Power of Pink Fund has provided over 25,000 potentially life-saving mammograms to women in Rutherford County. This year's honoree for the event is not only one of the hospital's own nurses, she is also a five-year breast cancer survivor. We'll also have Monty Hill with our Sports Minute and more coming up in today's show. It's the biggest racing show of the year, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Six fast-paced divisions of racing on the quarter mile Friday night. Pole qualifying in three big feature events Saturday night. And the Curb Records Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers Fall American 400 on Sunday afternoon. Racing starts at 6.30 Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock Sunday. Tickets available at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing or at the gate on race day. It's the 39th All-American 400 weekend, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th. Get your tickets now. Dairyberry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairyberry's at 615-452-8121. When it comes to insurance, you want a name you can trust. Wendy Danielle Stack is here to help. With over seven years of experience, Danielle and her team are here to assist you in finding the right coverage for all of your needs. From auto and home to life and business insurance, we have customized options for everyone. We'll work with you to create a personalized plan that protects everything in your life that matters most. Call today and see for yourself why Danielle Stack is the go-to insurance agent in Clarksville. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. As we talked about at the top of the show, October has been Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and there is a big event coming here to Rutherford County in Murfreesboro. It is the Wine Around the Square happening this weekend. So tomorrow on Friday, we have a number of segments for you 
centered around breast cancer treatment and awareness. But today we are going to highlight something that brings comfort, a little bit of distraction, and that is pet therapy, which is being <laughs> used by more hospitals and other um, areas to where they need just a little bit of comfort at different times. To talk to us about the work that Friday right here does with Ascension and St. Thomas Rutherford, we have Vicki Baldwin with us. And again, Friday with us. Vicki, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. How important is it to have maybe therapy in a hospital setting? Dog I think, therapy? I think it's very important. People, you know, you know, if you've been in the hospital, you are stressed, you're anxious, you're bored mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, having a dog walk into the hall or walk into your room is like the ultimate distraction mm -hmm. and uh, comfort. Sometimes uh, if you're a family, you're waiting for somebody to get out of surgery, or if you have just, <laughs> if you've just lost a family member mm -hmm. and a dog comes in, it's, you know, again, just a furry, loving comfort. Right. Yeah. And you've been working with Friday now. She's been doing this since after, right after COVID, but yes. you started, her first visit was I right did. before. Right, right before COVID. We got one visit in here at St. Thomas and then COVID hit and we had to stop for a while. But we've been back pretty regularly since mid-2021. Gotcha. And we try to come every Friday. And, so. and being the name of Friday, coming on Fridays. Yes. I love what you were sharing with me about the staff and kind of yeah. what uh, Friday brings to staff members at yes. hospitals for the nurses. Well, the same as I, I, they tell us at, at Habit that it's just as much for the staff as it is for the patients, mm -hmm. which is true. They're, they're stressed. They see everything all day long. They are, um, you know, worked long hours, mm -hmm. they're tired. When a dog comes onto the hall, you know, and comes behind the nurse's station or whatever, they get to just kind of for a minute, take a little brain break mm -hmm. and just pet a dog. Right. And it, she loves it. She knows, you know, she'll lay on the floor and let 15 people pet her at once. And she's totally okay with that. And it just makes their day too. She seems to have a knack for recognizing, um, I guess, energy is what you could call it. Yes. And you share that with us. Yeah, there's been that. a couple of times when she has sat outside of a closed door and I didn't know what was going on in that room and I wasn't going to just walk in. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we do knock. Ready? Look. <laughs> um, but she uh, would sit outside of a closed door and I'm like, okay, something's going on in this room. And mm -hmm. every single time if I knock and ask if we can come in, it's a family who's just lost a loved one or a family who has is waiting for a major surgery mm -hmm. to be over. And it's like, she just knows, right? It's something, and I wouldn't know. There's no way I would know that, so. What about your work in hospice care? Yeah, we did. We started out at a live hospice here in Murfreesboro, actually in 2019. Um, and same thing, when we go there, um, the live hospice is not a huge place, so there's not as many people as there are here in the hospital. So it's mm -hmm. easier for us to just go into every single room and spend a little time. Mostly, obvious with, obviously, with hospice, it's for the family. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of times that um, the patient is, you know, alert mm -hmm. and can interact with her. And there have been a lot of times when a hospice patient has uh, not reacted or moved for days and then when Friday comes in suddenly they open their eyes there's been a lot of stories like that so we're we're just happy to be a part of that that is beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah. if someone out there would like to connect with habit how can sure. they do that uh, it's human animal bond in Tennessee they're on Facebook they are part of the UT Knoxville veterinary school okay so if you just search for human animal bond in Tennessee and in parentheses it will say habit h-a-b-i-t um, there's a phone number on there and an email 
Um, just send them a message and say, hey, I might be interested. They, um, for us, they had somebody meet us in Nashville and then just did a temperament test for her to make sure she was, you know, basic obedience plus not afraid of wheels and noises and beeps and mm -hmm. things like that. And a lot of that just came from me taking her to Home Depot and Lowe's and outdoor concerts and getting her used to just every noise possible and now nothing phases her except every once in a while when the pneumatic tube falls behind the nurse's station <laughs> uh -huh. she'll be like <laughs> what was that <laughs> that's about it okay. but yeah so if you are you know if you're an organization out there if you're a school or maybe a hospital and you or that you're not using a, a therapy dog or pet therapy and you have that interest reach out to Habit and see what they have is there any other advice that you would have for people looking to maybe bring in um, a therapy dog if you, I mean, if you have a personal dog that you think would make a good therapy dog, make sure that they are comfortable with all ages, mm -hmm. all the way down to infants that might pull their ears or, you know, mm -hmm. tail or whatever. Um, make sure that they are just, um, like I said, okay with different noises, okay. different situations. Because okay. you're going to be in a situation where if you're in a nursing home, somebody might be loud. Or, or dropping things and they just have to kind of be comfortable with with everything and that just comes from exposure okay got yeah. to thank you vicky so much for sharing this information sure. for enlightening us on therapy dogs <laughs> thank you friday for sitting here with us <laughs>
Well, when you first get your diagnosis, you know, it's, it's, it can be a little overwhelming. I have to say I did not feel totally devastated. I felt like it was a journey that myself and my family, my coworkers were going to take. And I felt very comfortable where I was going to go with that mission and that journey because being at the same facility with the same people for that long, I knew my surgeons, uh, I knew my anesthesia group. I'd worked hand in hand with all of them. So I picked my surgery crew. I picked right down to the circulator, the person passing the instruments. I picked them all. And I know that everybody doesn't have that opportunity and that comfortability, but, uh, there are resources out there, and I always strive to let people know, use your nurse navigators, use your physicians once you've chose a physician for that route. But um, I was very comfortable accepting that journey. And then um, I had um, bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction surgery, uh, finished that up, which would be five years this December. And I've been cancer-free. I still continue to visit my oncologist and the surgeon uh, every six months, which is recommended just to be sure that, that you as a, the patient are not missing anything, any symptoms or anything. Um, and so I continue to do that just five years, free loss about two weeks ago. And I will continue, according to my oncologist, uh, once a year to continue to have lab work and have an exam in the office. And those are really smart things to do to continue to to make sure that you pick up on anything as soon as possible, which is the smart thing to do with cancer because it can grow really fast sometimes. 100%. And Gay, you've been, you know, you've played that, not played that, you've been a nurse for 47 years. You've worked with patients. Your perspective from what you were sharing, it was a little different from other people that come in. Can you share with us your perspective on that, that diagnosis? Um, you know, what you've seen and heard throughout the years and how you use that to stay positive. I think one plus was not only had I ex had experienced it and went the journey with patients, uh, my mother had had breast cancer almost the same age that I did. And at that time, she was in her 80s and had been cancer free for over 20 years. My younger sister had also had breast cancer. They both had went through the same surgeries that I did. My mom did have to do chemo chemotherapy. Um, so it was a little bit harder on her. We went all that route. So that was one blessing I didn't. I was not recommended to have chemotherapy. But the firsthand experience, and, and that's what I, I really want to stress to folks that get that first diagnosis, that first awareness is something wrong, is yes, you have to be fearful, but also know that you are not alone. You have so many ladies have gone through that. And probably if you mentioned it to anybody in your friends or your family, they're going to say, oh yeah, my sister had breast cancer and she's doing great. You know, there, there's just so many really good stories out there that people are willing to share because they want you to have the best care that you can have from that diagnosis. Having this in your family, in your, you know, in your family history, when did you start your early detection? Uh, we start, I started at 40. Okay. And and you can start earlier with my younger sister having it. Uh, we have girls, lots of girls in our family, and they, they've all started around 42 just because they're, it's just the smart thing to do so that you pick up on early diagnosis cannot be talked about enough and raised awareness is so important. You know, walking with Gay through the hospital, uh, you know how special she is to those here. And let me tell you, not one person walked past her without, <laughs> you know, saying hello, saying good morning. And you can tell, and I've been told, she really is um, the light and advocate for what this hospital does. 
this process can be challenging. What else can you say to those who, those women who get that diagnosis and they're going in for that first, you know, first treatment and they're uneasy and they're worried? Well, you have to have a lot of faith. Um, you have to have faith in your physician. You have to have faith in um, the people that are working with you. You have to believe in them. And I have a lot of faith in God. And, and I know that's, that's not there for everybody, um, but it, it certainly was for me. And But seek out to your closest people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. My, my I guess my first enlightening was I couldn't do everything by myself, especially those first two weeks, because you, uh, with some of the surgeries that you have, you're not allowed to raise your arms. You have to be a T-Rex. And uh, so that was kind of enlightening when my surgeon finally said after about three weeks, you can get your milk out of the refrigerator now. <laughs> you know? So, and my daughter and my son's family and my husband, they were right there. They, my husband probably fixed my coffee for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> in all of our almost 50 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you you, about time. No. <laughs> so you do have to, you have to reach out to help. And that's, that's very humbling, um, especially if you're somebody that's very take charge and we're going to get this done, but you, you will have to rely on other people. And I can't stress that enough. And I can't stress your nurse navigators enough. There's some good people and they've been that story with so many people they can help you a lot. Wine Around the Square has been going on now for 12 years. This is the first year that Wine Around the Square and uh, Ascension has honored one of their own here at the hospital. The honoree this year is gay. What was that like when they shared that with you? Like, we would like to honor you this year. Well, I was, I was a little leery. I, you know, I said, uh, that's a lot of limelight, <laughs> you know, and, and I've, I've, I've been here a while, um, like Stephanie said, a lot of people know me, and I do feel like most days I represent Ascension St. Thomas Relative very well, and I try. But I was a little bit, oh, people know me. That's, you know, I'm, they're going to say, what are you doing today? What are you doing now? So I was a little bit leery, but it has been a great journey. That I was asked back, I guess, maybe the last of July or August, and and there's been a few times that some of my friends said, I saw you in the paper. I saw you in the paper again. <laughs> but it's any my mission is to raise awareness for the ladies that are out there that feel like they don't have anybody to rely on and they don't understand the importance of the early diagnosis and that they can get a mammogram regardless of being insured, uninsured, um, underinsured, they can have a mammogram. And St. Thomas Ascension will definitely have them with that. And that is where the mm -hmm. proceeds will go, will to continue to help, you know, those women get those mammograms and the early detection. Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford, an incredible hospital, doing great things from what we're learning. And we're going to hear more on today's show. We're going to hear from a um, nurse navigator, a breast uh, cancer nurse navigator. We'll also hear from a surgeon on the latest in treatments and early detection. Gay, thank you so very much. And you've gotten a lot of people to help out this coming up Saturday. We have. We Those volunteers are out there. I went back to my the floor that I work on here in the hospital and to all of my friends that speak to me every day in the hallway. And I said, uh, you will be you will be volunteered around for around the square to help this. Yes, ma'am, we will. <laughs> so we will. It's be been there. great. Uh, Gay, thank uh -huh. you so much for your time. Is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? Uh, no, I think that's. I think it's good. I hope I've uh, hope I've enlightened people that there are people out there and just just be brave and consider it an adventure and keep your faith and you will do well. Thank you so very mm -hmm. much for that. Stick mm -hmm. with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have a lot more coming up today.
Thomas Drugs, serving our community since the early 1900s. We're a full-service drugstore in Soda Fountain located in a building on Main Street that is on the National Register of Historic Places. We have a staff of pharmacists with over 70 years of experience and we are committed to offering the best care and service to our community. We're now offering healthcare testing and treatment with positive results, a one-stop shop. Stop by our pharmacy today or visit our website at thomasdrugs.net. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music, boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud. We're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. We are getting ready to highlight a brewery that is very family friendly. It is in Sparta, Tennessee. To tell us more about it and what you can experience there, we have our Tennessee traveler, Tom Atkinson, to share with us all the information that we need for Happy Trails Brewing Co. there in Sparta. Hey, Tom, thanks for being here. I'm delighted to be here. It's, it's <laughs> fun to be with you and always fun to talk about a brewery. Um, heck yes. I was reading some of your article. Again, they have a Hef, they have a Brown Ale. Um, I'm guessing they probably have an IPA on tap. Tell me they have an IPA on tap. I, I'm absolutely sure they do. <laughs> How uh, was your experience? The, la the last time I was there, I recall they had about 15 taps. Okay. 10 of them were from the brewery itself. And then they, they have others from the region and uh, others from a little bit farther away too. So it's a, it's a good beer destination. What is their story? How did they get going there in Sparta? We were chatting a little bit before we started that it used to be a dry area back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, gosh, almost all of Tennessee was. Uh, Good point. <laughs> at, 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 at least legally dry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, indeed, times have changed. Uh, nice woman named Jessica Upchurch and her husband, Trey, um, got interested in brewing. They were home brewers. And um, Jessica decided to get into it seriously. Took a, a special course through Auburn University and um, became quite the brewer. And they, they had to, to turn themselves into knots, twist themselves in knots to some regard when they started talking the idea of having a, a an in-town brewery in sparta mm -hmm. um they went to the city as i recall her saying and the city said what kind of license do we give for that <laughs> we we've never done that before <laughs> so so they were breaking new ground in the in the business world of white county and uh it's to me it's just kind of funny 
um, in an area that was quite teetotaling a long time ago. There's a brewery directly across the street from the county court. They are definitely paving the way. You mentioned it's family friendly. Yes, it is a very casual place. Uh, um, uh, trivia nights and karaoke and, and other stuff. And out back, uh, there's a porch to sit on and a, um, a fire pit and cornhole boards and um, places for the kids to mill around. It's it's a very comfortable place. And the, the Happy Trails part of the name comes from the fact that that part of the state is a big hiking area. Okay. So consequently, that's their theme. And, you know, it's, it's the hiker crowd that comes in and, and cools off um, or, or celebrates an accomplishment. It's, it's just a, it's a nice, pleasant place in a small Tennessee town. Uh, please tell me they have the song Happy Trails to You playing at some point. <laughs> I will bet they do. <laughs> Do they offer food? There is a related um, operation called called Trailhead Grub, and it's a it's a modest menu, but they they can satisfy you. Oh, I bet they can. Oh my goodness! Is there anything else that we should know about the trail, uh, the Brewing Co. Before we get there, it's it's just so easy to reach. I mean. I, I, plug in the name of Happy Trails, or you could just say, take, take me to the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Keep, keep traveling out there. <laughs> Always appreciate you, Tom. All right. So you guys, Happy Trails Brewing Co. in Sparta, another spot to visit, especially if you like a good brew. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have so much more coming up after this. He shoots and he scores! Beginning January 1, Delta Dental of Tennessee is introducing enhanced benefits for persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It'll include extra cleaning times for people with special needs, extra time for exams. More importantly, we will create a training program that any dentist office in the state can go online and pick that up. But Delta Dental, we believe that the quality of oral health care should be accessible and inclusive for all. Good morning, I'm Monty Hale, sports editor of the Murfreesboro Post. You know, MTSU football, it's, um, it's kind of a what might have been season. Uh, the Blue Raiders slipped to two and six Tuesday night. Yes, Tuesday night, they played midweek and early week games. Um, was a two plus touchdown underdog to um, Liberty, an outstanding football program, who is now in first place in Conference USA. Um, the Blue Raiders, however, they were tied at the half, 21 all. They went to the fourth quarter, 35 apiece. Upset in the making. <clears throat> Not quite. 
Uh, mistakes reared their ugly head again. MTSU had four drives in the fourth quarter. Two punts and two interceptions. Um, they only gave up one touchdown, but it was plenty as Liberty won 42-35. So again, MTSU two and six. We saw this against um, Missouri. Uh, quite frankly, had a great chance to win that game. Colorado State, second half mistakes, turnovers. Jacksonville State, four second half turnovers. All equating into losses. Uh, Coach Rick Stockstill noted um, Tuesday night that um, his they got beat by a good team. He goes, but we're a good team. Now, I can see that from a coach's perspective. He's seeing what potential's there what might have been, what could have been. Instead, the Blue Raiders are two and six. And as coach Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. So the Blue Raiders have four games left. They've got about 17 days off. Um, but they got to win all four just to get bowl eligible. That's going to be a, that's going to be tough because of the inconsistency. They gave up over 400 yards rushing Tuesday night. Uh, they really struggled to run the ball themselves, only 96 yards. That's nothing new. So when you are forced to be one-dimensional, your mistakes are going to happen. Nick Auto had a great game for middle other than that. 332 yards passing. Um, he had a great game, but again, it goes down as a loss. What happens next? Uh, don't know. The Blue Raiders are hard to predict. The only thing you can say, they're probably going to be in all four games. The question is, can they close them out? I'm Monty Hale, sports editor of the Murphy's Post.